Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Literary Fairy. I'm going to hope that the music... It's, this is going to be a routine. The beginning of the show is going to be me just hoping the music um, isn't too loud. But we'll see. I'm also going to have to keep an eye because when I started this one and like this video for this lo-fi, an ad played before it. So I think that means I'll have to be very vigilant on whether or not an ad starts playing during this. Um, but yeah, welcome back to another episode of The Literary Fairy. Um, if you missed the last episode, we did a review on... Um, the, uh, is it a good? Yes, a good. Sorry, I, I think I was calling it last week the Good Girl's Guide to Murder, and that's not what it was called. I'm gonna turn down the music a little bit because I feel like it's probably louder than me. Um, we did a review on A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson. It is the first book in a trilogy, and I mentioned that I was thinking about doing the other two books. However, um, something else caught my attention um, in between last show and this show, and I figured I would want. Not I would want. I knew I would. I wanted to, but I figured I had to talk about that first. Um, and that is the uh, recently released memoir by Britney Spears called The Woman in Me. Now, if you follow the Instagram page, which I should have brought up because I was going to read out the trigger warnings that I had there and I totally forgot. Um, give me one second while I go to the Instagram page. I... I always have these thoughts to try and prepare myself and then I never, I never do. There we go. Okay. So, um, yes, if you follow the Instagram or the Facebook page, you will see that I did post that this was today's book. Um, I feel like I'm speaking very quietly. I don't know. I'm trying to have like that presenter, like that, that, um, what do you call it? Like the ASMR, uh, radio voice for this. I feel like doing this versus doing my other two shows which take place in the evening i'm like oh this is 10 this this airs 10 o'clock in the morning i have to talk with nice and soft and all that and then the other two i come in and i'm like hey that's a lie actually the other two i'm actually very sleepy for but sometimes i come in and i'm like very upbeat and preppy and preppy is a weird word anyway getting off on a tangent what else is new that's just me um yes so today's book is going to be uh britney spears's the woman in me it came out back on either the 24th or 26th of october i think it was the 24th um the book i didn't put a description on this one um on the Instagram or the Facebook page mainly because I wasn't really sure what to write for a description for a memoir that's like, oh, non-spoiler description. It's like, well, it's a memoir about somebody who is very big in the public eye for many, many years since she was like 16 or 17 years old. Um, so I feel like it was hard to do that. So for this, and I think going ahead with um, reviewing memoirs, because I definitely will be doing more um in the future, I would love to do uh, Jeanette McCurdy's. I would love to do Prince Harry's. Um, but I think going forward with memoirs, I probably won't put a description in. I will just put the uh, genre, the trigger warnings, and my ratings on the uh, Facebook and Instagram pages. Just because I feel like that's how that works. Uh, I, feel, I don't know. It's it's hard because the description is mainly just a like spoiler-free, like, this is what the book's about going into the, the show. Um... But it's hard to write something spoiler-free that's, like, a non-fiction, like, about somebody's life. So, 
the book, and I will say now as well, I'm not going to give the usual, like the actual written spoiler, like I have a little written script spoiler thing. I'm just going to say right now, entirely spoilers this entire this entire show. I did not uh, write down what I wanted to talk about. Uh, I did not write down like I did for A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, because this is different. This is a memoir. This is somebody's life. This is not characters in a story this is not plot happening this is a very tragic and heart-wrenching story about someone's actual life so right off the hop i'm going to say spoiler warnings for the entire this entire show for the entire book if you want to read this book um i would highly recommend dropping over to coals or chapters as soon as you can i believe it is still on sale for 25 percent off um plus if you're signed up for plums plus you can get an extra 10 percent off on top of that 25 percent off um but i recommend getting it immediately it is a beautiful gut-wrenching story about britney spears's life um she writes from all the way back before she was even born she does a little bit of backstory on her parents all the way until when her conservative ship ended um so just one second here i'm just trying to pull something else up on my phone so i can talk about it um no that's not right uh there we go Okay, perfect. <laughs> this is me not coming prepared as always. Um, so the the basic breakdown of um, well, I'm gonna I'll start with the trigger warnings because, God, what a story! There's so much going on. I find I find any memoir you have to go in with a little bit of like expecting something is going to be in there that could be triggering whether it's something you know or not like going into britney's memoir i knew there was going to be um actually you know what let's do trigger warnings real quick before i say this um there's uh abuse abortion forced uh conservative ship and cheating is the ones i have listed in the instagram and facebook page um like going into britney's book i was well aware that there was going to be talks of abuse um because that's what her conservative ship was it was a forced um it was forced upon her so that she could like her father could abuse his power he could get get power to abuse so that he could take britney's money um so that he could use her she became the cash cow of the family the provider of the family essentially i knew that going into it but there's so much that i read that i was unaware of and if you are online at all you probably saw a lot of that online because leading up to her book being released, obviously a lot of people were, um, oh, there's an ad. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I saw it. Hold on. All right. I, uh, hold on. Cool. Um, if you heard the Pantene ad for about five seconds, no, you didn't. Um, yeah, but going in, but, uh, going into the release of the book, there was a lot of headlines that were, uh, that came out. That whole situation, I just, that was funny. Anyway, I'm glad I noticed it out of the corner of my eye. Um, going in, going into, like, the release of the book, obviously what happens when stuff like this comes out is that, uh, reviewers, like, the books are sent out to, early, early releases of the book are sent out to reviewers so that people can review it and post online what they thought of it going into the book being released um and obviously that happened with britney's book as well and the headlines when um certain snippets of the book came out um 
or the headlines when the book was like being reviewed and everything, the, most of the headlines had to do with Justin Timberlake because Britney and Justin were, uh, I mean, like a power couple essentially of the early 2000s. You definitely, definitely know about the, um, denim on denim look that they did for, I think it was for the VMAs, um, where, like he went in what's known as the Canadian tuxedo, which is denim on denim. And I think she went in like a denim dress, like matchy matchy. Um, and then when they broke up, he released this song called Cry Me a River, where it was very clearly about Britney Spears. He had a lookalike in his video um, of her and essentially was like, oh, she cheated on me, you know, all this, which caused people to look down on Britney, which that unfortunately... Is that something that Britney touches on in her book? Is that unfortunately, like, a man can come out and say, oh, you know, she was a terrible girlfriend, she cheated on me, she, you know, all this stuff, and, and people will very quickly look down on a woman for that type of stuff. And then, the, but the, the reality was, um, of their relationship was that, um, he cheated on her. Like she, Brittany admits in her book, she did cheat on Justin, but it was after he had already cheated on her. Apparently on multiple occasions, he had cheated on her. Um, and she admits that she did it once in return to him, um, felt guilty about it and then went and told him about it and says that at the time he told her it was fine, that everything was fine. They continued to be together for a while. But then when they broke up, he essentially, and the other thing she says too is like, at the time of them together, he was still in NSYNC and she was a solo artist. So she was like, oh, you know, um, he was trying to go solo and he kind of used his relationship with her to catapult his solo career. Cause that was around the time, like, I think Cry Me a River was one of his first like solo songs. Um, uh, but yeah, but the truth of the reality was he cheated first and he, uh, was not a very great boyfriend. Um, she also reveals in the memoir that she did become pregnant at a very young age with Justin's baby, but she said despite the fact that she was so young that she wanted to keep his baby, she wanted to um, start a family, which is another thing I'll get into in a minute, but um, she, and this was something else that was in the headlines, which I, apparently Brittany deactivated, ooh, I just hit the mic, okay, um, apparently Brittany either deleted or deactivated her Facebook for, or her Instagram, I mean, for a while after all these headlines about Justin came out because, I mean, it was once again the media doing what she pointed out in her book. It was her book coming out. It was her story talking about what she has gone through in her life, the things that she has not been able to talk about because of her conservativeship. And people were focusing on... Justin Timberlake. They were focusing on what she was saying about him, what was, you know, what his reaction was, because all this stuff was coming out, and him and his wife, Jessica ba Beal, Jessica Beale? I think that's her name. Um, but then him and his wife, Jessica Beale, were coming out and being like, oh, we're so heartbroken. This was stuff that happened forever ago. We just want to move on from it. All this, which is like, there's no saying that you can't move on from it, but it is Britney's story. And this is the first time in many years that she's allowed to tell her story. So, um, but yeah, so, um, 
where where did I <laughs> where did I get on that tangent from? But essentially, she says that, or in the book, um, right? I was talking about she became pregnant. She said that how like she wanted to have a family. She like even after the cheating and like feeling like her and Justin were growing apart, she still saw a future with him, and she wanted a family with him. She wanted you know marriage and kids, and. Um, that was not in the cards for Justin. He was, he said they were too young. He wasn't ready. He was trying to focus on his career. So he had, uh, Brittany get an abortion, which she writes about it. And this is, this is so sad, but it's also so funny. And I, and, and it's gonna, this isn't gonna make sense till I say it, but, um, so she says that Justin, did not essentially did not allow her to go to the doctors he said we cannot take you to a doctor because that risks um that risks people finding out like the paparazzi could see you go in you cannot go somewhere uh we cannot get a doctor involved because a doctor might go off and tell people that you got an abortion like justin essentially did not want anyone to ever know that britney was pregnant and um so I think it was like they took like a plan B or like an abortion pill is what she calls it. I'm assuming it's like plan B. I don't really know a lot about that stuff. Um, but she says that it is the most pain she has ever been in in her life. And even all these years later, she can still remember how uh, bad that pain was. And she can still remember like laying on the bathroom floor for hours and hours being in agonizing pain and like begging for a doctor wanting to go like wanting a medical professional and essentially being told like it's gonna pass you'll be fine and all this and this is the funny part because i know i i preface that with this is kind of funny and then i'm talking about britney being in a lot of pain and in a very upsetting scenario but she writes that Justin said that maybe music would help her with her pain. So she writes that he sat down on the bathroom floor with her while she is writhing in absolute pain and starts playing guitar and singing to her. Which, I mean, I kind of get the sentiment. He's like, oh, I want to be here with you while you're going through this level of pain. A level of pain that he put her in, but whatever. Um... She, he was, you know, I can kind of understand being like, I want to be with you because, I mean, what else can he do besides sit with her? And I mean, besides getting her a medical professional, Justin, um, I'm going to get a little heated. I, it is, it's really F Justin Timberlake lately. Um, but it's just like, he, he, he was like, oh, I know it will help. Let me sit and sing at you while you're writhing in pain like like not voluntarily because she wanted the kid but like i guess essentially voluntarily getting rid of this child that we created together that you wanted um well, let me just sit here full like ryan gosling and barbie singing the um uh, matchbox 20 song at barbie for like four hours straight um and so like re like hearing about that because that was one of the things that were in the headlines before the movie or before the movie oh my god before the book came out but hearing it and then reading it is two totally different things because like i said it was so she's just been through so much and Brittany wanted nothing more than to be a mother which is another very very sad thing because um when you get into she meets kevin Federline and they get married she she prefaced like the part about her pregnancies by saying she was pregnant for two years straight and i thought she was joking but she got pregnant she gave birth to her eldest son and then three months later she got pregnant again which 
Um, I didn't know until uh, my nephew was born. This 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 didn't happen with my nephews, by the way. This is just something that my ex sister in law told me. But apparently, after you have a child, you become extremely or extremely fertile for those few months afterwards because your body wants that. Again, your your body wants the child inside of you again. It's it's like it's the same as like your body gets mad at you for not having a baby, so it has a period. Um, when you become pregnant or when you give birth, your body wants a baby again. So you're extremely fertile. Like if there, it's more likely for you to get pregnant right after giving birth, type of thing. So she gives birth to her eldest son. Three months later, she's giving birth or she's pregnant again. So she really was essentially just pregnant for for two years straight. She had a three month uh, period where she wasn't, and then she was pregnant again. But she talks about how she loved being pregnant because she knew she was growing a child. She was growing well. She grew two two, two children. Excuse me. She grew two children within her within like the span of two years, and she talks about how. She wanted to keep the baby safe. How this is the safe spot. Like giving birth was hard because it meant she had to let those babies out into the dangerous world, um, and a world that essentially, especially, was dangerous for her because she was Britney Spears. She was being followed. Um, she talks about how like she would go to movie or not movie. I don't know if Kevin Farrelline acted, but she would go to his recording studios and she would go to his.、Um, His video shoots with like their children. Oh, there's another ad. Hold on. I'm gonna mute that ad because it's not giving me a skip. Um, but um, she would go and she would like have her child in her arms and she would be pregnant with her other child. Let me unmute. Hold on. Cool. Anyway, um, she would have her other child in her arms and um, it would. It, and and paparazzi would be like shoving in her face. They'd be trying to get pictures, and she's here like trying to protect her children.、Um, and then it's especially upsetting because the conservative ship that she was forcefully put in by her father, they used her kids as as a means to get her to do it. Essentially, they she writes in her book that they told her on multiple occasions, "You will do what we say, or you're not seeing your children." Because what a conservatorship is is if somebody is so mentally unwell that they cannot, under any circumstances, take care of themselves, then they are put into a conservatorship where somebody is given. It's essentially like somebody is given a guardian role over another person who literally cannot take care of themselves,、um, and that was put into place by her father after, like, she shaved her head. Which she explains she did it as like a way to rebel against the paparazzi and against people who were like putting so much value on her looks and everything.、Um, but after she shaved her head, after she kind of got into a physical altercation with a paparazzi who was following her while she was trying to see her children, because her ex-husband Kevin Federline like took their kids and wouldn't let her see her children.、Um, so after all of this. Um, her father put in for her to be under、uh, con- conservatorship, where he was the、uh, he was the one looking after her. And the one and the thing that Brittany points out is she's like he filed for a conservatorship.、Uh, God, that's probably something else.、Um, she says he filed for a conservatorship, and then within like 
a week after it was filed, within a week that it was that the judge was like, yeah, no, she needs somebody to take out, take care of her. Um, right after that, uh, I think was when she started her Vegas resident residency. And that's something she keeps bringing up is like she was during this period of time where she was under the thumb of her father like she was being everything was being was being done by her father what she ate had to be monitored by her father um where she went when she says that um she never had an issue with drugs or alcohol but like her father if she went somewhere like say if she was invited to a house party uh her father would send in uh bodyguards and they would sweep the perimeter to make sure there was no alcohol and nobody was allowed to even drink in front of her for that whole whole time that she was under a uh, conservatorship and even if she had like like she said that she was taking like stuff for working out like uh, like whey powder, like protein powder, or like protein supplements and stuff, like straight up vitamins. I take vitamins. I take vitamin C and vitamin D vitamins every single day. Um, if her father found that she was taking them, he would take, uh, he would take those and he would threaten to take away her right to see her kids. And he would be like, you have to go to mandatory therapy. You have to go to mandatory, like rehab. Like she was sent to rehab not having an addiction like she had no addictions and her father would send her to rehab send her to see doctors like one of the things i knew about before going into the book was like she was forced to get an iud which if you are not if you are not uh, a femme presenting person uh, or you are, but you've never had an IUD, they are the most painful form of birth control. I'm gonna get a little bit graphic if you don't wanna hear this, like just tune out for about two minutes. But an IUD is essentially this form of birth control that they insert through the vagina and it goes into, uh, it goes into your, am I allowed to say that this early in the day? Um, we're gonna keep it. Um, but they, they, and then it goes in and it's like the process of putting it in and removing it is, from what I've heard, the most painful like process in the world. And she was forced to have that because her father was like, her father had control of everything, had control of her body, had control of her, her money, her, like everything. Like she says in her book that when the conservatorship went through, um, he brought her, he essentially like moved into not moved into her home but like made an office in her home and basically brought her into the office and said i am britney spears now and just reading what she went through and how much the spark within her for performing died because of her father is it's gut-wrenching sorry i'm getting like dry throat from <laughs> talking so much um but no it's so gut-wrenching and the last few chapters talks about how like fans started to notice that things were not right things something was wrong that she was not herself and they started the free britney movement which eventually led to her getting out of her conservatorship in 2021 and she talks about how grateful she is for the fans being so like just noticing she was not okay and like rallying for her and being on her side despite everything that her dad was saying about that about her to the media it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautifully gut-wrenching book to read. And she's already announced that she's working on a volume two, which I assume is going to take place after um, 
the conservatorship ended because the conservatorship conservatorship ended in 2021 but she's had so much happen since then she got married she's divorced she was pregnant she had a miscarriage she's had like stuff going on with her sister jamie lynn which i didn't get into in this show but maybe one day um but yeah she's already announced a volume two to the woman in me and i'm so excited she says it's going to likely be coming out next year and I'm so, so, so excited for that. I'm going to read it. I will be doing it on the show when it comes out. If it comes out while well, I'm still doing the show, I should say. Um, that's a whole other we won't talk about. <laughs> we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But yeah, all in all, Britney Spears, The Woman in Me is a five out of five star read. I would highly recommend reading it. But once again, go into it with a little bit of caution because there is a lot of like heavy stuff to read in there. Um, I touched on most of it here, but like I, I realized as I was talking, 30 minutes is not enough to talk about Britney Spears' book. Um, but yeah, um, would highly recommend checking it out. Like I said, last time I checked, it was on for 25% off at Chapters and Coles locations in town. Um, if you're signed up for the Plum Plus rewards, you can also get an extra 10% off. I am not sponsored by Indigo or Chapters or Coles or Plums Plus or anything. I'm just an avid user of it because I buy too many books. Um, so yeah, that's that book. I guess I will plug my um, other radio shows and my social media for you guys before we head on out for the day. Um, follow the, the Facebook and Instagram pages for this show. Um, Facebook.com slash the literary fairy CHMR. Hold on, I have to cough again. <coughs> my goodness, my throat is dry now. I need to get water. Um, but yeah, uh, the literary, uh, Facebook.com slash the literary fairy CHMR and Instagram at the literary underscore fairy. Uh, the Mondays before the, the show airs, I will post which books I am doing. I usually put a little spoiler free, uh, synopsis, the trigger warnings, the genre, and my personal writing of it. Um, and once again, I do that just to tell people what book we're going to be talking about so that if it is something you haven't read and you, you want to read, uh, you know whether or not to skip the show for the week. Um, if, also, if there's any books you want to hear me talk about or any book-related news you want to hear me talk about on the show, um, you can leave it there. Uh, I was thinking oh, before doing the show today that I would like to talk about a scandal involving an author for the next show, maybe. I'll have to look into that, and probably that's what I'll do. Do a little bit of a, uh, a shake-up, if you will. Um, but yeah, uh, you can follow me there on either of those pages. Um, if you want to hear more of me, I do have a, I have two other radio shows. There's one every Tuesday from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. It's called The Outlet Hour. I do that one with my friend Terry. There's also Wednesdays from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. There is The Great Canadian Power Hour. Both of those are hour-long shows where I play music as well as talking, so you don't just hear my voice for the whole time, and you don't hear me dying at the end of it with a dry throat like I currently am. Excuse me, I'm I'm struggling here. Um, but yeah, if you want to check out those shows, once again, Outlet Hour is every Tuesday from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. The Great Canadian Power Hour is uh, every Wednesday from 5 to 6. There's no social media for the Great Canadian Power Hour, but there is for the Outlet Hour. Um, it's facebook.com slash the Outlet Hour or at the Outlet Hour on Instagram. If you want to check those out, you can. Thank you for tuning in today. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed ta uh, talking about Britney Spears' book. I hope you enjoyed hearing me scramble uh, every time my thing decided to go on an ad. Um, you definitely heard the ads, but that's okay. 
Um, and yeah, I will see you guys next time. Whether I talk about a book or whether I decide to talk about that scandal, who knows? Um, we'll see. I will post uh, right before the show to see what I decide. Uh, I will see you guys uh, within two weeks. Have a good day. Have a have a good day. Have a good day. Have a good week, and I will see you again soon. Bye. <laughs>